0: Hello welcome to Kiara gets drunk and talks about music today we are talking about the black parade by my chemical romance released in 2006 under reprise records and my guest is Natalie. Hello repeat podcast first repeat podcast Natalie. I'm famous. You are famous. Welcome back, Nat. Thank you. Obviously, uh, you are most well-known for your work on episode one. Yeah, you know, that was some of my best work. Some of (laughs) of the highlights of your life. But no, you were the first person uh, to come on and actually record and have this uh, make this pod a reality. So thank you for coming and doing that. And thank you for coming back. Of course. Excited to be here. Yeah. So we, I mean, if anybody hasn't listened to episode one, you should probably go back and do that because you'll get to hear all about how Natalie and I came to be friends. But um, today we're going to be talking about a pretty big album to both of us also within the uh the emo genre always within the emo, genre. Within the emo genre
1: so would you say like when you were growing up was emo your number one like genre of choice i think it was my number one genre when i was like in my emo phase for sure um my emo phase was very brief it was probably when i was like 14 15 um, with my purple eyeliner and you know I didn't didn't do the black hair but I did do the purple eyeliner and like the skinny jeans and did you have Converse. like Vans did you write on your Vans oh obviously yeah of course yeah, yeah. You, or but you my, wrote them
0: on your Converse or something like the yeah, white yeah. part of the Converse yeah
1: but my mom would never buy me like the coolest Vans I'd always get like the off kind of like off brand ones that you'd get at like Winners <laughs> like the ones that like they weren't like the popular black and white ones they were like brown and blue and I was like uh. I just want the cool stuff mom
0: mom just let me be who I am yeah
1: yeah but it, I think like Emo music was, I mean, it was part of like that it was part of the whole aesthetic. Like, you know, you had the look and you had the music and the, one of the things that I was like really thinking about when I was listening to this is like how I didn't relate to like... At the time, I thought I related to a lot of these themes, but I was like a very like privileged kind of like yeah, just like, from a, a regular- good family. I had like good friends and like no major issues in my life. And all these songs, like I hate everything, and I hate myself the most. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I mean, like I guess.
0: Sort I mean, of. I guess I can hate myself. <laughs> I yeah, I kind of I'm similar similar to you. Like I, um, and we talked a little bit about this in episode one, so I apologize for listeners who might find this conversation redundant, but I do think it needs to be said. I never really showed that part of myself. When I was a kid Like the part of me That really loved emo Particularly with My Chemical Romance Which was like Probably one of the most Emo bands Of, of all time mm-hmm. Like they They started this Like emo revolution mm-hmm. And we talked about Last time too Like the Fall up Boy record From Under the Cork Tree That we talked about Was 2005 This record came out In 2006 It was in and around That time where like Emo was everywhere mm-hmm. But I don't know If it was necessarily Like
1: considered cool Yeah Well I, to I think an extent I mean the people Who were listening to Outcast or Outcast Outcast what? <laughs> People who are listening to Emo were like the outcasts. Like yes. I don't, I wasn't cool in high school. Like I was, I was one of the like the weird kids because I had weird hair and purple eyeliner. So I think it was like, I mean, the whole idea of emo was like being an outcast and being kind of the one of the weird ones and hating yourself, I guess. So
0: yeah, and just posting a lot of like selfies of you with like your digital camera in the mirror. Yeah, with the high flash, with the high flash, so that it was like a bulb of light next yeah. to your head. So you can't even
1: like see my face, but you can see my dark eyeliner. Yeah, see, that's the whole <laughs> point. That is hundred percent the whole point. Who
0: did? Do you have anybody any pictures of anybody in your locker? All, literally all like. Think about when you were telling me about your high school experience. was I remember like rolling up like grade nine in high school. The person I had in my locker, okay, can you guess who it was? was I don't know if he went. No, no no. (laughs) I should probably preface it with being like, it's not an emo person, but I feel like it'll just be okay. Who was it? (laughs) It was Adam Lambert. (laughs) Of course, it was. (laughs) And I mean, he's obviously so gay, like, obviously, I had no chance, but I that was was a dreamboat. He was (laughs) a dreamboat. That was the aesthetic that I loved, so fashionable. He was so fashionable, but he was also kind of like the glam thing.
1: Glam emo. He was glam Glam emo. He was glam if you would. Like this
0: guy is wearing platform shoes and like heavy eyeliner <laughs> and he's be- more beautiful than any woman I've ever met. And I'm like, he's straight. Complexion.
1: <laughs> his complexion. <laughs> and his teeth. He has a beautiful smile.
0: Yeah. So I had him up in my locker in grade nine. And like I, but I, but I agree with you. I think the word outcast kind of explains everybody who listened to particularly bands mm-hmm. like My Chemical Romance at the time.
1: Yeah. I think it was, it was popular with a very specific group of people and not like popular in like the high school
0: sense. Yeah. You weren't going to house parties and like people weren't playing Fall Out yeah. Boy and My Chemical Romance at house parties people play it now because they're trying to get on the board too late but like we were there when it was like
1: we were when it was happening when it was happening we were like cutting edge we were we were the cutting edge
0: (laughs) and uh i'm i love that i'm able to talk about this with you so thank you for coming and talking about black parade um I've already lost my spot because we went off track and now all I can think about is Adam Lambert. So the way that the pod works is we're going to talk about the songs that we like. We're going to talk about some of the songs that we maybe don't like. At the end of the day, we're going to rate it. Mm -hmm. Before we get into that, I want to just give you a brief history, a brief drunk history, if you will. Perfect. On the band that we've grown to love known as MCR. MCR. They are an emo, rock, punk, pop, everything... But the Kitchen Sink type band. Oh, yes, yes. Kitchen they're... Sink
1: came later, like about 2010.
0: <laughs> 2010. That was the, the <laughs> Killjoys album where everybody was like, what is this? Uh, that was the Kitchen Sink uh, era. I'm gonna edit that out. I'm gonna start over. <laughs> <laughs> My Chemical Romance, you know what? My Chemical Romance, they're an emo band. Let's call them an emo band. Let's call them what they were. They're from Newark, New Jersey, and they're made up of six members their most really their most well-known lineup is of six members so the era that we're talking about the black parade era they had six members so obviously we've got that makes a parade yeah that's That's a parade man so gerard way obviously who is our lead singer our vocalist ray toro he's the guy with the really really curly longish hair he plays guitar lead guitar all the solos are ray toro frankie arrow also plays guitar mikey way gerard's brother Oh rocks my God, the bass. I had No idea. Yeah, he's like the. He's very skinny. He wears glasses. In the Helena video, he's the guy swinging the ashes. I think I only ever looked at Gerard, so that's valid. I don't blame you. But there are <laughs> other people in the band oh, that you okay. should probably know about. Know. So Mikey Way, uh, Bob Breyer was on drums at this time, and then James Deweese uh, rocked the keys. So this band they formed together in 2001, and they released their first indie record, which is called "I Brought You My Bullets, You Brought Me Your Love," which came out in 2002. Which I've actually never heard.
1: No, yeah, I'm like trying to like look at my Spotify like list of all these albums, and I don't even remember seeing that one so
0: then they got signed to reprise records and they released their first studio album which is three cheers for sweet revenge which came out in 2004 singles here were helena i'm
1: not okay i promise
0: and the ghost of you
1: and all next to those i just wrote damn my favorite is every single time we're hungover we just send each other the gif of i'm not okay (laughs) i'm not okay i promise (laughs) I love those. I love those songs though. Like
0: I have distinct memories of watching those videos. Like all three of those videos, I love. They're probably some of my favorite emo videos of all time. Um, so obviously, yes, back in two thousand four, they released their first album, and this is where they kind of like launched into space. <laughs> <laughs> Did they? I don't remember that. Was that big news when they launched? Why is this into happening? <laughs> I've had two of these fucking drinks. What I meant to say was, this is when they really started to become famous. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. And they co headlined Warp Tour with our friends Fallout Boy from episode oh, one.
1: My boys.
0: And they also opened for Green Day on an, uh, Green Day's American Idiot Tour, which was a fucking massive wow, album for them. For, they opened wow. for them. But, like, think about the exposure they would have mm-hmm. gotten for that, right? The album we're talking about today, The Black Parade, was released in 2006. And it was actually at this time. So I, this I, I learned recently. I actually did not know this. When they were touring for The Black Parade, they performed as The Black Parade. They didn't perform as My Chemical Romance. Oh. So they performed under a pseudonym the whole time. Like, why? Were they not, like, big enough to be it saying was, that it was
1: MCR? Or, like, no, no, no. They, they were
0: big enough. It was, um, and, like, I'll talk about it a little bit when we talk about first impressions of the album and some of the things there. But it was, uh, like, their strategy. So they wanted to actually kind of come out as a different band like they they didn't mm. want people to come in with the expectation of like three cheers for sweet revenge this okay. was going to be a different side of my of mcr so they wanted to perform as the black parade it was it, an album that received like pretty like amazing critical acclaim rolling stone rated it uh, 20th on its top 50 albums of the year and in 2016 they actually released a 20th anniversary special edition of the album which was called the black parade living with ghosts and it's got covers of all of the songs on the black parade um one of them which i learned recently when i was doing my research last night 21 pilots covers cancer
1: oh yeah i've heard that one i really like that that version i did not know see i
0: wasn't like crazy about it we can get into that later but like okay okay things that i did not realize (laughs) and so they've always obviously been a very influential band they have not made new music since releasing the danger days album which i want to say was like 2010 2011 that's the one that has sing and na 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 on it didn't they break up for a bit yes yeah oh but also like gerard way did the whole umbrella academy thing that was so so good so good oh my god yeah yeah so like he's got his own like special projects he went solo for a while yeah It was terrible. (laughs) I hated it. Not his best. It was not his best best work, but like he was keeping himself busy. So that's fine. Okay. So that's our history. We know all about MCR. We're ready to talk about MCR. But before we get into some of the nitty gritty details, this is a podcast where we like to drink. If you haven't already seen uh, or if you haven't already heard about how many times I fucked up the intro we've been drinking already <laughs> today we doing a little bit of day drinking and paying homage to the hidden bonus track on the black parade called so blood so sneaky we decided that we're gonna make something called bloody margaritas today because I neither know. of us i don't think either of us like bloody mary's or i like
1: bloody well i like oh, caesars and they're like the bloody Marys, the same like thing the, like boring version of a caesar so
0: this is just me being a tyrant and being like no we're not gonna do bloody mary's because that's the easy one
1: margaritas down. Margaritas. <laughs> <Real> yeah, margaritas real well <laughs> we're
0: gonna do margaritas instead so if you want to drink along with us at home and listen to um the black parade album you don't need too much we made a whole batch but if you were just making a single drink a for yourself batch. we made a whole batch
1: <laughs> so much we made a whole batch of margaritas
0: <laughs> but if you are making one for yourself all you need is half a cup of uh blood orange or you can substitute for cranberry juice if you want depending on how dark you want your blood to be <laughs> it's a weird sentence uh you need an ounce of lime juice two ounces of silver tequila an ounce of triple sec a teaspoon of sugar add some ice and then rim it with some kosher salt and you're good to go
1: and i highly recommend adding extra tequila to it
0: yeah that's what we did and i'm not so sure that was a good idea
1: so natalie are you ready to get into the black parade are you ready to be welcomed
0: to the black parade yes perfect how did you start listening to my chemical romance
1: I think it was just, it came with the whole emo thing. Like you can't say you're an emo kid in high school and not be listening to MCR. I think at this point I'd migrated from like a small MP3 player to an iPod. We did hear about your MP3 player that held like 30 songs.
0: 23.
1: Oh, 23 songs. I apologize. (laughs) Um, That was on episode (laughs) one if you want to go back and listen. (laughs) No, now I'm on a full iPod video. Oh, you had the video, girl. iPod video. Yeah, I was, you know. Big deal. Yeah, and I, I don't remember. It. Like, I think I just I had a lot of like emo friends who kind of influenced me to live that, that emo life. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say dat dat emo life? do. <laughs> <though>. Rar. <laughs> oh my god. Meow. Rar. <laughs> the smiley face with like the The square brackets instead of the the round bracket that was key yeah and I I mean I just like I was very selective with the songs um that I listened to I think from MCR I think a lot of my notes here tell me that I was a fake emo I lived the lifestyle but I wasn't like truly emo I believe the term we used in the last episode or sorry in episode one when you were here last
0: time was a secret emo
1: secret emo so
0: um, like on the surface somebody looking at you might not realize
1: well actually you had purple blind no liner. I think I think I looked emo and I think my mom was like please stop please this stop. <laughs> please end this whatever you're doing <laughs> stop and it. this suffering Billy Talent yeah remember oh, yes this suffering isn't that what, isn't that the song, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 just make sure. yeah. yeah so I think I, I looked emo, wasn't like depressed. I wasn't, I was just very much like myself. And so I think a lot of the songs in here, like I, I'm listening back to them and I'm like, I didn't, I can't. Me, as a 15-year-old, didn't relate to any of these songs in any way. But, I mean, but you so were you, you weren't 15 when this album came out. Like, were you listening to this album when it I came think, out? No, I think I was listening to this album, like, later. Yeah, okay. I, I think I was, like, 14, 15. I, it was grade 9, grade 10 when I was, like...
0: So you weren't listening to it, like, in 2006 when it came out?
1: No. Okay. No, I don't yeah, think yeah. so. No, that's fair. Okay.
0: I, like, was definitely, like, as I mentioned in episode 1, I was a secret emo kid. So I didn't really, like... If you were looking at me i think as a as a this record came out in in 2006 so i was 12 um i don't think you would look at 12 year old me and think oh she's like an emo kid she's into it it was more like behind closed doors like this is the music that i enjoyed listening to and i was definitely listening to it like in 2006 i would say probably 2006 2007 elementary school i was into it i remember watching the black parade music video for like the first time I had liked my chemical romance up until then, because obviously they come out with like Helena and I'm not okay. And I really liked those videos too, but there was something so different about the black parade music video. And maybe it was just that Jerry had blonde hair and he wasn't, I liked,
1: no... I liked him as a blonde. I liked him as a blonde too. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, kind of interesting. I mean, it. I'm blonde. So like, Get along really well. You get along like, <laughs> super well. Um, I just felt like it was very powerful
0: and it wasn't, it was kind of like the, this album means a lot to me because it, it was the first time I realized like how music can like make you feel. Even listening to something like I'm not okay is kind of like a funny, like, especially if you watch the video, it's kind of like a funny, like more jokier type song mm-hmm. even though like the subject matter is a little bit dark this album's pretty dark and i think i was able to kind of see even as like a young kid like oh my god this is what this is what music can do to people like the way that i'm feeling this is how mcr intended it and this is how they're trying to make me feel and my deep well not it's not a deep dark secret but my my secret shame about this is i always imagined that one day i would be performing The Black Parade uh, as like a tribute, like doing a Black Parade tribute to My Chemical Romance. Like if My Chemical Romance was ever inducted into like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or they got the Kennedy Center honor, it would be me performing the album back to front for My Chemical Romance. (laughs) That's how I pictured it. I, in my room I would be like singing it into my mirror like super aggressively. Like I wanted I wanted the outfits. Like I wanted all the like army, with, like the, the military with, like, the
1: buttons and yeah. all the parade looking thing. Exactly. Yeah. I wanted
0: that aesthetic and I I wanted to be able to like sing it to them because it was a record that like made it, it meant a lot to me. Um and I think I can respect to the fact that this was such a reinvention for them as well. Mm-hmm. And like we talked about a little bit, like them performing under their pseudonym, that doesn't happen to bands that often. Um, I think if you look back in like music history, and you could almost compare it to somebody like David Bowie, where every time David Bowie came out with a new record, he came out as somebody new. So I got those kind of vibes from that. And then just on a more like surface note, I really fucking loved Gerard Way.
1: <laughs> I really loved him. He something about him there was something about something him about him and He's the guy like liner man like, like himself so much and you're just like and Ugh. i'm like but
0: i can save him <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like me personally it's me. choose With my, me. my like singing to him yeah i was like
0: i always imagined that like when i was doing these like performances for black like for <laughs> like my you use your arms
1: every time you <laughs> like performances him. um
0: i always imagined gerard way would be like wow like she is so talented and like she like, gets i know
1: yeah and i'd be like know. yeah jerry and then you make out really <laughs> then make french you french hard you french jesus (laughs) the last thing i
0: did want to mention about this record though is that i felt like it's a record with many levels Mm -hmm. there's definitely many different types of songs here you've got like more operatic portions there's like sad jams there's like fast jams Mm -hmm. there's like rhapsody emo ballads we
1: were talking about the emo ballads that were
0: missing from from under the cork tree so follow boy listen up patrick if you're out there
1: Patrick Stump. Patrick My Stump Boy.
0: My stump boy. If you're listening, like this is what you were missing the whole time. This album's just good. Like
1: I, I'm just excited to talk about it with you today, you know? Yeah. I I had very conflicting feelings when I was listening to this again for the ouch. For the first time after coming like after not listening to this album for so long. Yeah. I don't know. I just I couldn't connect with so many of the songs it was a very like interesting feeling because I was also listening to this like in a Starbucks and I had they were playing other music so I was listening to it like very loudly and it was like a lot and I was like okay 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 okay. <laughs> okay this is a lot right now for me it's very loud and it's a very angry and but when I was listening to it again today when it was like a bright sunny day I don't know it had a totally different vibe to it because I was like oh this is kind of like I'm feeling it now but yeah I think I think anyway. that goes
0: back though it's like it does work on diff- many different levels for yeah, sure yeah yeah. yeah yeah so I
1: think it's it's very much like this kind of music depends on like what you're doing your mood who you're listening to it with totally fair yeah um, and it has a lot of the weight that it carries is a lot of how how important it was to you back in the day versus like how what it is now so right
0: well so I know before you and I started recording I was asking you if you had done any if you had researched anything about like what the theme of the album was but what I found interesting was it's actually based around a whole theme of this character called the patient so there's this character the patient who has cancer who is sick Oh, and the whole album centers around this character and every song relates back to something in his life or an experience he's going through whether it's um him looking back on something in his life or an experience he's he's having like when he actually is sick conversations he's having with people um and there is a point in the album where he actually dies and that kind of experience as well so the whole thing is written like a rock opera oh Never knew any of that Interesting. before. Yeah, and there are all these different characters. You can go in, like, man, if anybody has some extra time That's today, so I highly deep. recommend you going into the Wikipedia page on Black al- the Black Album. What's this called? Black Parade. Going into the Black Parade Wikipedia and, and reading the story about it because I was I was like, oh, shit. Like, I, it, it packed more of a... Um, more of a punch. Yeah, because I was like, they really... There's they were, a lot more to it. Yeah, and they were so intentional. Um, Interesting. And there's a part of me where I'm like... I like that I... It's a story. It's a story. 100% back to front is a story. That's cool. Very cool. That kind of
1: makes you think totally different that it's not just these songs about hating yourself and being like upset that there's actually like this whole, like it it makes the whole, the cancer song fit in a lot differently too.
0: Exactly. You know, now when I'm older and I'm appreciating music for... For doing things like that and being more artistic, I, I like w- was surprised to learn that about a band who is labeled pretty one dimensional in the emo genre. Mm-hmm. So I think that they deserve more credit for being able to go through tell and create story. something like this and tell a story. It could yeah. be the
1: next like the next We Will Rock You or uh, American is, like, Idiots, a musical what's too. The one like the bad Outta Hell one. They have all like yeah. Meatloaf did it. Meatloaf did, did it. it. Mama yeah. C- it's the next Mamma Mia. It's the next Mia. <laughs> Abba. Move over. It's My Chemical time. That's so interesting. That's yeah. like a very different way to look at it. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm very much somebody who looks at songs at face value. From anybody who
0: remembers uh, listening to episode one, remember that Natalie likes songs where men's voices go really where high. Where they go really
1: high. Like, <laughs> like all-American rejects who never sing who high. Who never sing yes. high ever. Okay, I've been thinking about that, and it was Marina's Trench who I was thinking about. Oh, Marina's Trench. You said all-American rejects. Yeah. They're the ones whose voices always go like His a chicken. Voice? And he's like, ooh. Josh Ramsey. <laughs> Just Ramsey's got a good falsetto yeah. so that's fair.
0: I think we're good. I think we are ready. How are we doing drink wise?
1: I think it's refill time.
0: I think it's refill time too. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're gonna get some refills. All right we're back. We have a full glass of bloody margaritas. What is a song that you love off this record? What do, what do you want to start with at our discussion today?
1: I did it last time and I'm gonna do it again. I'm okay. gonna start with like an easy one. I'm going to just start with the best song that I think is on the album, which is Welcome. Okay. I was going to guess, but that's fine. Oh, I'm sorry. That's what I was going to guess anyway. Well, yes. It's going to... Welcome to the Black Parade. Welcome that, to the Black Parade. It's, it's so good. And it's fucking great. When I first... Started listening to MCR. I never listened to this whole thing from start to finish in like a CD format. Like I I was very much like tossed on my iPod, make playlists and stuff like that and listen to the songs individually. And I think listening to it from start to finish for like the first time and listening to all these like really heavy songs and then this song comes on and it has such a feeling of hope to me. It's just it's an anthem. The song is like, totally. it is like, there. there's very few songs in this world that I think are anthems because they're, and there should be more of them. Same as there should be more emo ballads. There should be more anthems. And this one, it's just, it was so good. Like you can, everyone knows it. Everyone sings it loudly. And when you first hear those notes, do like <speaking> do yeah, it's so good you can't not like that song. Like that, this was one of the breakout emo songs. There, it was a song that was actually played on the radio as like a breakout emo song and people knew it and people loved it. Was mass, it, and, it was a mass emo. Yeah. 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 And and I think that that was, it's very like cliche to say this was the best song on the album, but like it I just it was my favorite song on the album for sure.
0: Oh, it's a fantastic song on the album. Uh next to the title I wrote emo royalty because I feel like <laughs> but I feel like if you were to ever to go back and like if you were to ask a random person on the street like name me an emo song or like you know what mm-hmm. I mean like this this would be one that people would remember. Mm-hmm. It was um It was so majestic and so theatrical. Yeah. And yes, I I also wrote down like what you said where I'm like, you can't not sing along to this. Like when I hear the piano and then I hear like the, when I was a young boy, my father, like I'm singing the
1: whole song right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I like. I, I hear it and I can't not sing if it comes on in my car, if it comes on, I'm just like in the kitchen, if I'm cleaning, if I'm like at the gym, like I'm. I'm inclined to just start belting Mm -hmm. this out. I can't not do that.
1: Yeah. This is one of those songs, like I still listen to it when it comes on. Like I won't skip it. Like this is like a good, it's a good song. And again, like the whole anthem, like when I think of anthem songs, I think of um, like, like, fun. We are young. And, yeah. like, I think of Meatloaf, obviously. And I would do anything for that. Obvious. Well, that's more of, like, a ballad, but, like, I also... But it's kind of an anthem. Yeah, and then you think of the anthem, Good Charlotte. Of course. Because, I mean, this like, is that the was going to be my thrill. next one. Your hands up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to be just like you. <laughs> dun, dun, this is the anthem. Yeah, okay. yeah, I Those kind of songs just have such a power because it's, like, I don't know if it's, like, the drums or the way it, like, it kind of, like, builds kind of, like, a musical would, where, like... Totally. You know, like, the song, what's it? The one from Les Miserables, where she's, like... I Dreamed a Dream? I Dreamed a Dream, and it, yeah. like, it builds, and it builds, and it builds, and she's, like, I Dreamed a Dream! <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of what it's like. That's what it feels like, and the, those anthems where, you're like, when it when it gets to that point, you get, like, the goosebumps, and you get, like, so excited about it, and you want to, like, sing it, and... Yeah, I got major That's why goosebumps. this song is so good.
0: This song is so great. I was got I, goosebumps
1: talking about it. She yeah, like, like <laughs> so exciting
0: i can't confirm for the podcast listeners can't confirm that natalie has goosebumps (laughs) anytime i listen to this song i have a very specific memory 2006 um my chemical romance was at Much Music Headquarters in Toronto. Much Music used to do this special and it was Live at Much with a band. So there was like Live at Much with My Chemical Romance. They did it with All American Rejects and they would just come for an hour and they would like talk to the band and the band would perform like songs, whatever. And I remember I made my parents tape it like on a cassette. (laughs) I was like, I cannot miss this. Please tape it. I must see this. And I have a very specific memory. I don't know why this has stuck with me. I have a very specific memory of Devin solden who was a VJ with Much Music at the time.
1: Which one was Devin?
0: He had blonde um, emo the blonde signs. hair, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he was, like, introducing, he was walking through the crowd being like, Micah McRomance is here. Like, we're going to hear some songs from the album. We're going to talk to him a little bit. And then he goes, but first, I need to welcome you to the Black Parade. And it goes... <gasps> inside the studio and then my chemical romance is there and then it's it's Ray who plays it but he does the like do ju do I had that specific memory and so when I was listening last night I'm like I wonder if I can find this video somewhere oh my god
1: did you find it girl it's on YouTube <laughs>
0: obviously. that yeah, exact I memory exact, I shit you not if you were to go and YouTube it and YouTube live at much My Chemical Romance you can find exactly what I'm talking about and the events play out exactly like I just said <laughs> like it was stuck in my memory for forever it, it actually changed me like it, it makes me feel so many things the beginning part obviously where he's like when I was a young boy like my father took me into the city to see a marching to the next band level brings it to the next level there's like this whole father son dynamic story But then again, after I did my research and I learned about like him as a patient, thinking about the lyrics then where he says like, and when you're dead and gone, believe me, your memory will carry on. That's such a powerful statement. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the main part of the song, right? Is like, no matter who you've lost, like it's all about this, this song isn't sad. It's a celebration song. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's a parade. A parade is supposed to be fun. So I'm like, when you join the black parade, parade. it's a sad parade, but like. (laughs) Like a the, happy, sad parade. Yeah. Like it's an emo parade, if you will. feelings parade. A feelings parade. They use the black parade as like a metaphor for when you die, like that's where you're going, is you're going mm. to this parade, right? So the way I interpreted it was like, I'm like, it's a wake. Like, yes, obviously like it's a devastating experience to have to go through that, but you go to the wake because you want to experience, like you want to celebrate what their celebrate, life was. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I think this song was about. So that performance and that, um,
1: the song in general, just like, I just, it honestly, I highlighted it. I'm like, I'm like, it makes me feel, it makes me feel. It's so different when you think about it from like the context of like, when I was listening to it, it's very like a hopeful song. And it's so like, you know, we're carrying on re we're like, trucking forward we're a parade like no one's gonna stop us everything clears the way parade kind of thing but then when you put into the context of like what it actually was about about the whole patient and all this stuff it's a very different totally different i mean it's still the kind of like hopeful and kind of like the cele- Ouch! why wow, you keep hitting i know I'm, I'm a hand talker like <laughs> <laughs> it's like a celebration of life versus like a it's totally a celebration yeah, which i mean which i think is like the best way to do things and
0: they're just saying like I'm not going to forget you when you're gone. I'm going to mm-hmm. celebrate you, and that's exactly. I think very powerful. I I love this. Re- that's a good, big, huge record. So thank you for bringing that one up first. Song. It's a good way, good, good way song. to start shit off. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go next. One of the ones I want to tell me. Tell me which one you like. I like a lot of them. I'm going to start with Dead. Ah, I like that one. Dead exclamation point.
1: La 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 la. Yeah, dude. La, la 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 la. Honestly, dude.
0: The the bridge that la 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 so part.
1: Yeah, I wrote that down. I really love that. Wow. Yeah.
0: I, I really like this one. Out. um I mean, right off the bat, I like that. So they start it with the song The End, which mm-hmm. for me is more of a neutral song. Interlude. But it's like an interlude. It's, inter- <laughs> it's an interlude. <laughs> but uh, we've talked a lot about <laughs> interludes on this podcast. You're probably sick of me talking about it. This was a good use of an interlude
1: song. It was it was a longer. Yeah, because like, I like how it flowed right into it. That's what I mean. I've never heard end, that before. Them flowing together? Yeah, because I never heard the whole album
0: from Oh, fair. Valid. Yeah, Yeah, I liked how The End and Dead are kind of like one song, Mm -hmm. but out of the two, I like Dead better. Mm -hmm. I just like it's uh, the the bridge where it's like, it just goes like the la-la-la-la-la part. It just like gets you ready. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I also just think going back to The End, I know I'm kind of jumping between these two songs, but like I think it's pretty funny and ironic for them to like start the album with a song called The End. I know, like classic emo... Classic emo, Classic like, has emo. To like have a have a deeper Here's fucking meaning. So funny. Yeah, but I, I, I appreciated that. And I also appreciated the fact that um if you watch, so when when the black parade era of My Chemical Romance was over, they did this big performance in Mexico City. And when they were in Mexico City, the the show was called The Black Parade is Dead exclamation point. So that was like them tying back, I think, to this, where they're like, Okay, now the Black Parade part of My Chemical Romance is over. Now it's like the danger days something killjoys whatever we're gonna do that now so they kind of just like again they they like like recognized it yeah they appreciated it they recognized it like thank you for coming but now we're moving on to like something else which i'm like you know what that takes a lot of guts because this was a very successful record and they could have easily have gone on with this kind
1: of rock opera Mm, yeah and they were like no we're gonna try something else didn't work out as much but they tried so i have respect for that i feel like gerard's gonna like end up now that he's like gonna finish his comic book era he's gonna go into the rock opera
0: Oh, I, I would could go see it. I would 100% go see it. tickets for this. I would pay so
1: much money. Um, so Dead was one of the first ones that I loved, for sure. What's another one that you loved? Okay, so the other one that I really love is um, One After the Other, Welcome to the Black Parade, Then I Don't Love You. Girl, big song. I literally just wrote, ugh. That
0: was like comments that on it. T- oh. <laughs> we have we have, we
1: have spent we have too much time, time together.
0: <laughs> oh, my God girl this is
1: a sad jam this is the emo ballad this is what you were missing this is what you were missing from from under the court yes yes it's so good it's it's kind of done in like not a super sad way like the song is kind of it sounds kind of sad but it also kind of sounds kind of uplifting because you're like you're in this relationship and you're you know you're it's hard because you've been with this person for so long and then you start to recognize you're like oh I just I don't love you like I did yesterday but like I still appreciate you as like a person and I mean this is what I got out of it it might be kind of something totally different but it's hard because you appreciate that person and you like this person and you want to spend time with this person but you just don't love them the same way and once you stop loving someone in that same way you can't go back to being friends and you can't go back and so that suddenly like you're cutting that person out of your life and like it's it's to me that's such like a sad idea that like you just fall out of love with somebody because like you've been with them and they've been such a big part of your life and then suddenly they're just like not see it's interesting because I kind of interpreted it in a little bit of a
0: different way I see where you're coming from the relationship and falling out of love I think that that happens and in, in a way that that's almost sadder than like when something when something like really detrimental happens in a relationship and it like automatically just cuts Often and it's over mm-hmm. it's sadder to fall out of love like that's heartbreaking when you've mm-hmm. spent so much time with somebody and then all of a sudden you're like and you can't even be friends yeah like, you're, you're like I, th- I I see you as a friend but we can't be friends because there's too much like yeah history or whatever the way I kind of interpreted it was it's easier to hear like as much as you might like love somebody so much it would be easier for them to just straight up be like no you know what I don't love you anymore and have them walk away mm-hmm. Than having them be like, well, I still love you, but this is for the best or like whatever. Like that's harder to hear. Mm -hmm. And I've never been in that situation, but I can imagine that like, that's why he says like, would you have the guts to actually turn around and be like, no, I don't love you like I did yesterday.
1: Yeah. That's hard to say. Cause some couples like they, they'll like pick fights or they're like, try to like come up with a reason to be like, we're going to break up versus admitting to them and the other person that they don't love them anymore. Like it's a hard, it's a hard thing to admit, I think for both parties
0: absolutely it's so sad it's it's very sad but it's a beautifully written song song. i sing this very aggressively in my car mostly um and i also appreciate if you watch the music video this is when jerry went black to uh he went black Black. he went went back to black hair black to black and uh (laughs) still looked great still had some smoky eye eyeliner going on so i was feeling
1: the fantasy Mm -hmm. great sad jam huge tune so good my favorite part is when they go like he's like hey 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 i don't love you so the good. ending part oh yes. so good I yeah love yeah the, the he's got he has a great That's voice what wrote. look at you Day. literally wrote, Day. yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> big tune i love i don't love you i want to go next let's skip to teenagers ah Teenagers is another song I love. It was a single, obviously, off the record. Huge tune. Um, so angst. <laughs> so angsty. And what I liked is like um we mentioned off the top how, you know, uh my chemical romance toured with Green Day. And this gives me a lot of Green Day vibes, this song. Mm. I can see it a lot. And what I like too is I see it as like a as like a fuck you to all the people who are like, teenagers are dumb, teenagers are selfish selfish teenagers selfish. are sex crazed and they party all the time and they're rude and they're naive and they're disrespectful and they don't know what they're talking about they don't know what they want this is a rebellious mm. song to all those people who make assumptions about teenagers it's like you ever have a conversation with somebody and they're talking about like their experience at like canadian tire and they're like oh it was some 16 year old on the cash yeah. you know what i mean like it it automatically like has this negative undertone because this person is young mm-hmm. and so i think with teenagers like that's what they wanted to get across with this song was like this is them being like when they say like teenagers scare the living shit out of me that's them talking from the other side
1: Mm mm-hmm and it's like an ironic song. Yeah. I do like the song. Don't get me wrong. Like I think, I think when it came out, it was very like, yeah, like we just said, sassy, angsty, like it was very much like, a like yeah, screw you guys kind of song. And I haven't heard the song in like a long time and actually like sat, like listen, listen to it. And I, I got so uncomfortable when they were talking about the, the one guy when he's like, the, what, you got, the gun, shirt, what you got under your shirt? you got in your shirt will make them pay for the things, things you did. That, did. Like, that does not stand but the that's test ironic. of time. But I
0: think that's ironic. I don't
1: think that they meant that in a, no i like no no i know that okay. but i think i think as of like recent so there's like a lot of like you know like the the gun control and there was all these like the recent shootings in the high school and i think i think like they're saying that in a way that like it's like too real and it like doesn't stand the test of time that like this actually happens in teenagers lives and this is actually something that like so i got like really like uncomfortable and i was like mm. but to be fair i get fair, what you're saying i know it's ironic but like i'm also like oh but i think like
0: it was yes was it ironic, for sure? Were they trying to make a point totally? And I think that that's what they're trying to say, too, is like you continue to underestimate teenagers in the sense where it limits limits somebody who's a teenager in thinking like of what that they can uh, of what they're capable of doing mm-hmm. in both senses, in both a positive and negative. So you underestimate them because you think they're stupid and they might not be able to be president one day. But then you also underestimate them because you don't know what they're capable of if if they don't get the proper support, if they don't get the proper mm-hmm. love, like That's if they don't fair, get the proper yeah. resources, you know what I mean? So I, I, see, I feel like I see it from both sides there. I don't know. You have to be kind of kind
1: of careful sometimes. Totally.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, it would be, I'd be curious to know, like if I think of a song like this came out today, I think it would come under more scrutiny than mm-hmm. when it did in 2006. Yeah. I think 13 years ago, it was, yeah. it, it, people didn't think about it like that way, but given the recent years and how many shootings we've, we've seen, yeah. it hits harder a
1: little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's another one you like, Matt? Not to get super sad, but I really liked the song um, "Cancer." Yeah. Side note: I did a lyrical dance to this song by myself in my bedroom. So what? Like recently? No, 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 Like when I oh. like oh yeah like yesterday. <laughs> I was, like, I was yesterday. dancing to this. It's just it's too much of an emo ballad. Like not too much, not too much. It's just a lot of it. It's so sad. It's just sad because it, it's it's very um it's blunt yeah it's not like it's not beating around the bush. it's not like one of those songs where it's like, oh, the hidden meeting is actually cancer. I'm like it's called cancer. he talks about it. he says it's sad the he saddest, talks about chemo like yeah. It's, yeah the saddest line for me is where he says like and know that I will never marry. I'm like <gasps> that's what I said. <gasps> that's what I wrote down. my heart that is what I wrote down as well that that line i I also wrote
0: down because that's like reminiscent of Like, the things that you know that you're going to
1: miss. I think that's what makes it, like, tragic. Like, I know we talked about before how, like, funerals, about how they're supposed to be, like, like celebrate their life. But then when you think about something like this, where it's, like, somebody who's never going to marry, never going to have kids, you're like, no, that's, like, tragic. They don't, like, you can't celebrate their life yet because they haven't had a chance to do all those things. They haven't had a chance to start a family, to, like, marry, to, like, have that love of their life kind of thing. And it's so... it's
0: so sad it's so sad it's an incredibly heartbreaking song to listen to and i think like it's i wrote down it's too real for anyone who has known or currently knows somebody who's been diagnosed and unfortunately a lot of people like 99 percent of the population knows somebody who has uh, been diagnosed with that disease so even just seeing the song title cancer your mind goes to that your Mm -hmm. mind like you're gonna think about those people in your life for me specifically and again don't want to be too much of a downer but for me specifically because it's been most recent um it makes me think of my grandma and um because that was the most recent person that I lost to this disease when it when he says I'm gonna try not to get emotional but what when he says um the hardest part of this is leaving you
1: it's a hard it's a hard and it, I think it. I think it makes you think also of. Um, I don't know. It puts you like when you put into perspective. Like if you ever think about if you ever were the one who had this. Like the hardest part is is knowing the burden that you're leaving on your family.
0: Totally. Yeah. Um, songs like this, I think, are very important because they are. They're so well written. Sometimes it hurts too much to listen to. I'm again happy to talk about it because I think it's a very good song, but sometimes it's hard to talk about as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and on that note, I feel like my. My emo black eyeliner is running. So we're going to take a break and we're going to get a refill. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to come right back. All right. We've uh, reapplied our eyeliner. We have filled our drinks. <laughs> we're ready. Yeah. We're ready to come back from the the emotional journey that was, uh, that was cancer. We're going to talk about some other songs that we like. I believe it is my turn, Natalie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So how me. I also really don't call you Natalie that often. I usually That's call cool. you Nat saying Natalie sounds weird. Like you it know, sounds like you're formal. in a job interview. Next time. Call me Natalia, please. <laughs>
1: nat i would like to talk to you too informal
0: (laughs) please go back what do you want me to call you (laughs) i would like to talk about mama really i would love to talk about mama okay this was one that i I... this This is one that i got into more recently i did not really like it when i first listened to it when the album came out Mm -hmm. and then the last couple weeks i've been like really excited when mama comes on i think it's very whimsical and it reminds me of a carnival which is yes, kind it of does.
1: creepy. It sounds and like weird. it's like a like but one of those like yeah, the creepy carnies, like yes. kinda like it's got American vibes. horror story kind of carnies. It's funny because like, so I was, I,
0: I walked to the LCBO last night to get the ingredients for our drinks Obviously. and, uh, I was listening to this in my headphones and what I realized was like, there's like this creepy, like goblin voice Yeah. in, when you listen to it where he's like, I could have been a better son or like whatever. Oh, like, well, yeah, he's like, I been. like he's like a <laughs> like, guy who lives under a bridge, like that troll, like a troll <laughs> kind of voice who kind of supplements like Gerard's vocals at that point. And I was like, what, how have I never heard this? So the headphone experience was way different. Yeah, and they
1: come in the other side too right yeah, 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 it's, yeah it's weird split.
0: i also like how too. like it starts off it's got that like again the carnival like creepy but cool but then it kind of builds up where like it goes like <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah and the drums it's pretty yeah <laughs> it builds up really nicely
0: so um i i really like this one and there's a cool i was reading about it on genius last night how um the outro where it's like and if you would call me sweetheart yeah that's liza Minnelli
1: oh yeah
0: it's a weird one for me it's not like an emo
1: song it's a very experimental interlude
0: but I like it
1: yeah for me this song like I remember hating it when I first listened to when I was like 15 and then I remember listening to it again like a little while later and I was like actually it's growing on me because I like the chorus the song sounds like it's from a creepy Tim Burton musical it sounds like it's from um what's the one with Johnny Depp all of them Uh, Every Tim Burton movie is with Johnny (laughs) Depp. The one uh, um, Demon Barber, Demon. Demon, Oh, oh, um, Fleet Street, uh, Sweeney Todd, Sweeney Todd, Sweeney Todd. I'm thinking The Office. Demon Barber, Fleet Street. (laughs) Street (laughs) I couldn't decide my feelings on this song because I kind of like it, I kind of hate it, but I kind of love it. Got it. What is another one you love? Like I love um, Famous Last Words, girl. That is my favorite song on the record. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited you brought that one. I up. also did another lyrical dance to that one, but that's another story. Beautiful. Anyways, I like it because it just sounds it's it's very different sounding, and I like the juxtaposition between the heaviness of the verses and the kind of more like lightness of the chorus. Again, it has that whole like hopeful feel to it. Totally. And again, when you put it into the context of this like patient, this is the last I think this is the last song on the album. This is the last official song. On official the album. song. Yeah. Um, it's a more hopeful. It's like he's kind of like a more, more like accepting that his fate and it's happening. And I I, I just like – I like the – I just like the way it sounds really yeah. to be
0: honest. I'm with you. This was uh, as part of my one-woman show tributing to MCR when they get their big awards. This was be the song that I would look forward to singing the most for sure. But I love the part too where he's like – I think it's in the bridge where he's like um, – and I see you lying next to me with words I thought I'd never speak. Like, so good. awake and unafraid. I, I just, I Yeah. Or dead. dead. Yeah. You had to I, finish it. You had to finish it. I I really love it. I think I, you, I wrote that. Love the bridge. Love the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> we love a good bridge. And when it
1: like builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. It's, it's one of those songs that I listen to and I'm just like, yes. It's almost like... Don't be, a, don't be sad for me. Don't
0: cry for me, Argentina. You know that song?
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm just making sure. You looked at me like you didn't know that. I was like, you don't know I just know didn't know where song? you were going with this. I
0: was like. So I was going to talk about a different one, but given that we talked about famous less words, I have to talk about blood because it bleeds right in. So <sighs> oh, if does you, it bleed right in? Okay, sorry. Does it bleed right in? Puns. I have to talk about blood because obviously it comes right after famous last words so for our listeners if you own this album or if you have it on on apple music or spotify whatever you have to like keep listening because there's about a minute of silence before blood actually starts but
1: I love how they do that on spotify too yeah they like they're like here's you know you're listening to blood but here's a minute of silence it's very creepy and spooky musical vibes musical vibes and it's like very upbeat
0: but then he's like give them blood gallons of the stuff give them everything they they want and they will never never get enough enough. so give them blood like it's yeah they're talking about blood like they're talking about human like it's like merchant of venice vibes i love a good bonus track i love Mm. a good secret track and i think that's what i like
1: about it yeah is that it was just like a little nugget of joy it's just like funny uh do you got another one that you like i like uh disenchanted I, I had to look up what disenchanted means. It means that like you're very disappointed in something. Something is just very like...
0: Like meh, lackluster.
1: And lackluster. And you're just like, meh, this, I'm disappointed in something that I really believed in or something or someone that you had a lot of respect for. Absolutely. And I just like that. I like the um, the kind of way it starts off kind of slow. And then I really like the part where he's like, it was the run
0: run of the, the crowd. crowd. I like, love yeah. that part. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Because it starts off it's very acoustic, mm-hmm. right? Where And, uh, and uh, my favorite lyric, I think, lives within that acoustic beginning where he says um, they talk about seeing their lives on the screen and he says, I hate the ending myself, but it started with an all right scene. And I think that's how a lot of relationships Whether it's somebody, whether it's like somebody you're actually in like a relationship with, or it's a friend, or it's a family member, or whatever, like usually things start out okay. And then. It starts out, or things kind of maybe get progressively worse. Maybe they get progressively better. In this case, like, when, when Gerard's singing it, like, he doesn't like the way that things have ended. But he's looking back, nostalgic, being like, well, when it started, things were okay. Like, when, when it started, like, we were running that's from like the le- cops and we were laughing, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, that's, like, life, though. Like that's, that's like, life, yeah. You think, again, thinking about the perspective of a patient, I think about how everything was good. And then at the end, I don't like the way, like, I'm disappointed that this has happened to me.
0: And yeah, it makes you think, too, about, um, like, wasted time on people. Mm -hmm. Like I can think about there, there's a couple of people probably in my life or experiences in my life where I'm like, I put so much time into wanting to please this person or making this person happy for what?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, uh, someone very close to me, um, always says that there is no such thing as wasted time. I'm someone who's like, I want to go and be outside in the sun because it's pretty day. And he's like, But you want to sit on the couch and also watch TV? And like, doesn't mean it's wasted time. There's no such thing as wasted time. I actually really like, there's a part, uh, he goes like,
0: If I'm so wrong, and then like, So wrong. (laughs) And then like, um, uh, Can you listen
1: all night long? Night long, night long.
0: So good. (laughs) Okay, we're going to move on. Let's talk sleep. I don't have a lot of notes on this one. Me either. I just wrote down, I honestly don't know why I like this one, but I do. Wait.
1: I'm like, the beginning is creepy, but I like this one though. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> can't even quote you Literally, a lyric. I can't even quote you Lily,
1: I can't even think of what the song sounds like right, what
0: right what now. It like? <laughs> I don't know. Again, I don't have a lot on this do album. Do want to listen
1: to it real quick and then we can talk about it?
0: For those of you still listening, we just listened to Sleep again because we needed a little like, bit of a refresher. We're like, wait, I'm sorry.
1: What is what is this song? I know we like it, but
0: we <laughs> both but, we <laughs> both got very excited when it played. Yes. That's a fucking banger.
1: Yeah, it's a that's good song. So a good song. I'm, I'm really song. happy we it's listened very, to that um, just now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I feel like refreshed. We're like, yeah, we're, like, we're fucking ready. Oh we go.
1: Sleep. You sleep. I do love Sleep in general. Sleep's a good one. It's a good yeah. one. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay.
0: At this point in the podcast, obviously we've talked about how many songs that we love on this record. Let's go into maybe the, some of the songs that we skip when we listen to this mm-hmm. record. So
1: Nat, what's one that you maybe don't love? This is how I disappear. I have heard it a couple of times. Now oh, it's usually a skippable one. Like I've always skipped it. But I listened to it today and I'm like, oh it's not so bad. I don't know. I just I just didn't it's too like aggressively emo. Like it's very like yelly and it's a lot of like the, the guitar is very like and like the there's no um uh highs and lows in the song. It's a very like straight straightforward song and there's not a lot of like movement and and I again I like songs at face value I like it when they have levels on them and this one just didn't have it for me this is how i disappear was kind of a neutral one and i think in this instance
0: i think the reason why it's maybe a neutral song versus a song that i don't like so much is because it's got that hardcore element which i actually appreciated so the part where he yells like so i can't hurt you anymore like i i actually really like that part i don't hate it i don't hate it is it gonna be my favorite no for me okay so tell me which one you hate because they all look highlighted in your notes i didn't like hate any song except for the one bonus track at the very end called heaven help us which for me just wasn't memorable so i'm not even gonna spend a whole lot of time on it <sighs> like for me it's gonna be a toss-up between house of wolves and the sharpest lives in terms of song
1: that I ma- songs that i maybe skip the sharpest lives to me when you put how i disappear and sharpest lives right after yeah they sound so similar i didn't like they sounded like very classic emo song very classic like I don't have a lot of like depth I'm just yelling and I hate everything and I'm upset and here's my guitar but it, I wrote down this was definitely lyrics that I would have put in my uh, MSN name
0: oh yeah so yeah. like <laughs> a light to burn all the empires so bright the sun is a shame to see and be in love with
1: and, all of, what of does these vampires mean, what is it what is it
0: for me and I'm like if you're mean? running with the vampires and if you're if you're burning down empires and you're whatever it's like you're wreaking havoc That's what I think it is. I think it's about, like, if we we want to swing back to the teenager vibe, you're wreaking havoc and you're just causing problems left, right, and center. Again, not my favorite song on the record. It was kind of, like, it was between, like, a a Switzerland neutral and between a hate. I I think it's surprising, actually. Like, I thought that I was going to have more songs on my list of I'm going to skip it. In this instance, I have one song I didn't like, fully didn't like, and that was the bonus track that was not even really on your version yeah. of the record
1: anyways. I don't think a lot of people even know Heaven Help Us. Yeah, well, okay, when I was listening to this listening to this album, I mean, maybe it's because they started with This Is How We Disappear and Sharpest Lives this is some of the first songs. But when I was first listening to this album, I was like, whoa. I don't think I'm going to like this album as much as I remember liking this album. But then when we're talking through it, I'm like, Oh, there's actually like some really good songs. And then talking through like the ideas, like the whole concept behind the whole album yeah, kind of changes the whole way you think about it. Because I'm like, wow, I don't think I would like, I don't think I would listen to this album front to back ever again, but I think I would like, there's a lot of, there's good songs in it. I think on that note, Nat, we should probably
0: move over to, um, our final thoughts, and our rating on the podcast. If you haven't listened to Kiara Gets Drunk and Talks About Music before, you may not know that what we do at the end of the episode is we give this album a rating out of five. So at this point, Nat, I would
1: like you to make your case for My Chemical Romance's The Black Parade. So I'm going to rate it based off of my initial thoughts Thoughts before I knew that this was the like, story. Before I knew the story, and before I knew that this was kind of more of like a musical, kind of rock opera, kind of thing. When you don't think about it from a patient point of view, when you think about it from like a just Gerard singing his thing and it's just Jerry, and, like, and he just doesn't like he just hates himself, and he's very negative, and he's like life is the worst, and everything's against me, and all this stuff. And then when I was listening to the album, I was like, I do not love this album. And and when you're looking at the like the whole the thoughts around it and the themes around it, like you can appreciate how good it was from like a songwriting perspective and from like a listening perspective. It was thematic. It was good. Yeah. But I think from like a, a relevancy perspective from like the average consumer who would listen to this album, I just, I don't think that the, the themes of each song on an individual level hold up in this day and age, because I think in this day and age, everyone's very like positivity, you know, like you need to like appreciate everything you have and gratitude and all those things. And I personally live my life in that sense that you like, you don't want to be sing- listening to songs that make you feel sorry for yourself. Right. Lyrically and thematically and, and, and story wise, I think this song deserves like this album deserves a very high rating, but I think in terms of like an average listener rating, I think I would only give it a three. Okay.
0: That's interesting. What I think I realized about this album that made me feel so positive towards it was the fact that every song had a purpose. There was a reason why every song was on there. Everything that was on there was so calculated and so like strategic. It was like, we're going to put the song, we're going to put the song in this order because this is the patient,
1: but is it different before you listen to it as from the patient perspective versus the, but not not for me, not really.
0: Every song means a lot to me. Every song I got something out of for the most part, even, you know, this is how I disappear in the sharpest lives. Like I was like, I can see where they're coming from. I get mm-hmm. it. And I think the the, the biggest point that I want to drive home with this before I give them my rate, give my rating is like, I spent so much time not wanting people to know about what I listened to and what I liked. Like I spent a lot of time hiding the fact that I listened to bands like My Chemical Romance and Taking Back Sunday and Red Jumpsuit Apparatus because I was like, it doesn't match with, it doesn't match with the surface idea of what I'm presenting to somebody else. I worked too hard to like overcompensate that when I knew that that's deep down who I
1: was. You were super emo.
0: I was just super emo and I never (laughs) let anybody else see that. And I wish that my 12 year old self in 2006 would have, would have been confident enough to have let this album take over her life in a way that it's taken over mine now. So given the fact that I can't pick a song that I really hate aside from the bonus track and the fact that everything was so intentional, I have to give it a five. So Whoa. I'm, I'm, gonna have to, I'm skewing the
1: ratings. So that's, can, allowed. <laughs> that's allowed. That's allowed aggressive but
0: i do i i do think this was a very important record in the scheme of emo music in the scheme of rock music in the scheme of punk music and um i'm grateful to have been in to have been born in an era where we can appreciate it so I, mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna say five bloody margaritas out of five bloody margaritas i like it yeah i think i do I like it well look nat that brings us to the end of our podcast episode for today
1: we still have like a full we have a
0: quite a bit to get through. <laughs> a full
1: thing of Punch. we have a batch to get through. We have a batch.
0: We have a batch of a margaritas batch. to get through. But I did want to thank you for coming back. Thank you for having me. Okay. Let's go drink more margaritas. Okay. Perfect. Wait. Yes.